Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. The intricacies of the football rules revisions over the years are quite an interesting study. None is better than looking at the football field itself. Timothy P. Brown joins us today to talk about the work of his friend James L. Gilbert and his evolution of the football field in great detail. We talk about this and more coming up in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. And wow, we have a, a great episode coming on tonight. We have Timothy P. Brown of Football Archaeology joining us, and we're going to be talking about the football field and some evolutionary changes that have happened to it over the years. Uh, Tim, welcome back to the Pig Pen. Aaron, good to see you again, as always. Thanks for, for having me. Never want to take it for granted that you're going to let me come on your show. The invitation is always there, my friend, and I'm never going to take it for granted that you join us each week because it's a, it's quite a treat for myself and the listeners. We get to, to learn about something new, a football, or, or reminded of something maybe that's been long forgotten. And uh, I think that's kind of typical of what we have tonight. Uh, you know, Something that we see every single game that we watch and it's it's so obvious that we we probably take it for granted. And that's the football field itself. You know, without it, there's not much of a game going on. And uh, you you came across a, a friend of yours that you guys wrote a piece together a few years ago on the evolution of the football field, and uh, really quite interesting. And uh, maybe you could talk about that a little bit tonight. Yeah. So, so this is um, you know the friend that you're you're mentioning is is uh, James Gilbert. And, you know, kind of longtime readers or somebody who's gone back through the archives might remember that um, back in November 2021, he and I co-authored a, a story about the University of North Carolina team from 1893. And they were the first Southern team to go to the North and play a game because they played Lehigh towards the end of the season up in uh, Manhattan. So, you know, he and I kind of worked together on that. And um, I forget even now, you know, how we, how he and I first connected. But, you know, he's in the kind of old football and just general sports, you know, arcane information, you know, <laughs> like me. And 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 I had, uh, you know, like in, in my uh, How Football Became Football, I documented at least the major sequences of how the how the field changed and how the field markings changed. Um, you know, goalpost locations, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I took it to a certain level. And, um, but I would, James recently launched a, 
um, a Substack newsletter or blog called James James's Newsletter, and and one of his first articles is an article about uh, the evolution of college football field. So basically, he's what he did, and he's been doing this for quite some time. He's been um, creating uh, you know graphics images of the football field and all the markings at each point in time. So going back to 1876, and then, you know, each time that it changed, either the dimensions or the markings, the location, this or that on the field, he basically created um, created all these uh, all these graphics to, to show this information. And then what he's, what he's done now is to mirror it in a Substack article. So, He's got kind of the description of what was happening. You know, why did why did it change? What was happening in the game that led to the change? And then just the, the detailed description of the change. And like when I did mine, I stopped at 1960, but he carried on to really to the present. So all the different changes that, you know, we sometimes don't think about, but things like the size of the coach's box, the size of the team team's box, how far off the, the sideline to get back, you know, the bet, get back coach has to get you to get back, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he just, he's outlined or not outlined, he put in detail all this information. So this is one of these where, you know, normally we talk about my tidbits or an article, but this, I just wanted to make sure there's some attention brought to, to him in the effort he's gone through. Cause it's just, it, you know, it's a great resource. And I don't know anybody who has documented how the field has has changed uh, over you know 147 years of football history, like he has, you know. So it's just a really neat effort. And he's got a couple of other things that he that he's done as well. Yeah, that, that's uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I did a, a piece, you know, similar to you, where I covered football field probably two or three years ago. Actually, I, it was an adaptation of an article I wrote back in 2003, and I had my son, you know, throw some graphics up there. And we, you know, and, but I, it's James's article, uh, you know, I, I had the grid field in the the early 1900s, but I had it going, you know, goal line to goal line, which it did. But I had forgotten about the the aspect of back in, I believe it was 1903. And we were just talking about, I, I ran across an article the other day in newspapers.com where they went, it went 25 yard line to 25 yard line with the grid. And then it was the, the normal stripes, you know, outside the, the 25s or, or to the goal line anyway. Yeah. So j- just the detail is doing that. And I can tell you from officiating, you know, the 27 years I officiated at the high school level, there was a field change every single year, you know, like you said, the, the coach's box uh, changing by a yard or, you know, the, 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 your teams were allowed to the twenties and it was a 25s or, or boundary lines or a hash mark is now, you know, instead of three inches, it's four inches wide or whatever, you know? <laughs> so I can imagine what the collegiate it, uh, field has been doing over those years. It's probably every year there's something small. So this is really a, a Galathian uh, chore that uh, James is doing, and it's uh, a yeah, much appreciated. Yeah. And we'll have a link here in the show notes, folks, that uh, you can get to James's site as well as on Pigskin Dispatch, so you can appreciate his work. Uh, you know, that's really going to take a, a lot of effort on his part, and that's uh, really appreciated. Yeah, you know, the thing about it is like there's um, so you know, there's a bunch of times when, um, you know, there's, well, you and I go on a, a particular site that 
sometimes they post pictures, you know, these unidentified, you know, people can't figure out where's this, you know, who's this team in this picture? You know, here's a game in a stadium. Where is this? Who's playing? What's the time period? And so a lot of times you can tell certain things just based on the, you know, the uniforms or the formations, you have a pretty good sense of what's going on. But there's other times where, you know, if depending on the angle of the shot, the, you can see the field markings. And that tells you a tremendous amount. In some cases, like 1903, it tells you exactly what year the game was played. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had the right kind of angle or the right kind of shot. So, um, so anyways, it's just anybody who enjoys doing that kind of thing or sometimes finds themselves looking back, back at an old photo and trying to figure out, well, when, when was this thing from? You know, his site will be really a great reference, you know, because it just collects all that kind of information in one place. Um, you know, the other the other thing that um, another thing that he does that is interesting is um, and he some of his posts on it on the on his uh, newsletter reflect this where he's a he's a North Carolina you know, a UNC uh, graduate and fan. And so one of the things he's done is he's gone back and he's tried to figure out um, where every North Carolina football game was played. And I don't mean that at, at the very casual level. I mean, at a detail level. <laughs> and so, you know, like you can go back and there's all kinds of sites where um, there's a site called jhowell.net that I use all the time to find the old scores and where games were played and that kind of stuff. And so it might say the game was played in Milwaukee or it was played in New Haven or wherever it was, but it doesn't tell you necessarily the, the exit, the field. Well, a lot of the old football, you know, especially going further back, you know, in the 1800s, you know, maybe up till 1920, sometimes these games were just played in some local park, you know, and they slapped up temporary stands or the games were played in a minor league baseball park that got torn down 80 years ago. And now there's, you know, an expressway is sitting on top of it or, you know, a shopping mall or whatever it is. There's all kinds of these past stadiums that just are no longer there. And in a bunch of cases, kind of people have lost track of where they are. So he he goes in and I, I don't really understand all the resources that he uses, but I know he uses like these old, there's a bunch of online through like Library of Congress or something. There's these online insurance maps. That used to document, you know, the streets and major cities and all that kind of stuff, and wh- which buildings were where. And so I think he uses those kinds of things and all kinds of stuff from you know the newspapers telling you, well, it's at the intersection of Forty Second and Western or wherever. Mm-hmm. And so that, then he then he he finds where this game or where this field was, and then plots the field atop, um, you know, what it looks like today, like in a Google Maps. No kind kidding. Of thing. Wow. So that, that is just, cool. Yeah. It's just really kind of fun. And then he's created some databases that, you know, dig into other information. Um, wow. You know, the, it, it's very UNC specific. So I myself, I don't care necessarily about UNC, but I just really appreciate, you know, his digging into just, I don't know, it's just, yeah, just gives into the details of a particular topic. 
But just think about all the fields that it covers. You know, everybody that UNC traveled the, to play over the years, exactly. you're going to know where their stadium is. You know, you're going to know where Duke played their games uh, when they were, you know, Trinity College or whatever. You know, at, yeah. at the time. Yeah. So that, that's that's some really interesting stuff. I'll have to add that to to my uh, bookmarks and check that out because you know you have like the the uniform sites, uh, you know, a gridiron yeah. uniform database, and you have the helmets, uh, you know, sites that you can go to and see where helmets moments are from here now that having a resource to look at fields of an era and where football stadiums were you know that yeah. that's a that's pretty cool too so that's uh i'm sure a lot of people will be interested in, in having that information too so good job yeah. james yeah. yeah no it's just it's kind of fun stuff and you know just the you know I, again like i said i don't know the method that he uses to get there but um and unfortunately he couldn't join us tonight otherwise you know he, he would would have done so but um so anyway, it's just, it's interesting stuff. And, you know, if you're enough of a geek, like you and I are, <laughs> you, know, you know, you can really, you just, you know, it's like you, you see somebody who's got an interest in this, this sport or this aspect of the sport and they dig into it or they collect, you know, certain things. It's just, it's just one of those things, nothing I had thought of, but uh, just really kind of deep devotion to, to a particular as aspect of the game. Yeah, well, well, let's uh, let's use a little bit of James's information. Okay, now you just recently saw this and appreciated it. What's something that jumped out at you to either you didn't realize or maybe you forgot, and it it brought a different light on it that, that James did in his his field work. Yeah, you know, I think the I don't know that for me it's it's any one thing. I know he just did it, just did an article. I think maybe it was today's or. The other day where you know he's pointing out that like north carolina is going to play a game in, in charlotte you know i think they're playing at the at the panther stadium and so he's the article's about hey they played you know it's the eighth most frequent city that they played in you mm -hmm. know wow. but for them it's kind of like you know they played they played at a lot of these intermediate cities you know so i mean teams used to do that all the time i've got an article that's my Saturday tidbit is about this where you know teams traveling you know we've got this big thing about the west coast athletes are going to be traveling to get to the big 10 schools and all that kind of stuff you know with the all the conference modifications but back in the day when people are traveling by train they spent a lot of time on the train too and so a lot of times they they find these cities halfway between one another and both teams would meet there and it'd be a bigger city especially if they were kind of ur or rural schools um, so they, they played in all kinds of locations, you know, and so, but North Carolina in particular, just seems like they played a lot of, they played in a lot of places, you know, a lot of different intermediate, uh, towns and maybe it's just the geography of, you know, where they were in the transportation network at the time. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of, just kind of interesting all the different places that they played. Oh, very cool. All right. Uh, well, why don't you uh, go ahead and if, if you have James's information, if you want to call it out now, so, so people can do it, but again, again, you know, if you're driving or something, you can go to the show notes and get the link there. Uh, but uh, Tim, go ahead and uh, let us know where we can find James. Yeah. So like I said, he's on Substack, you know, which is just a platform. So you can find him at James Lee Gilbert .substack.com. And, you know, I, I checked beforehand, just, I Googled, you know, just James Lee Gilbert Substack, and you know, 
it's one of the it's the first thing that comes up. So, and then you'll have the link, you know, the actual link in the show notes. So, uh, yeah. but James Lee Gilbert Substack, and you, that should get you there. All right, and uh, folks, the, the graphics are, are really uh, splendid. You're going to be really pleased, I think, when you see these graphics, especially of the the football field evolution that, that we started talking off about. I, I got to ch- go and check out all these uh, the the uh, coordinates of where the fields were. I I, I got to go appreciate that here when we get done. So I can't uh, wait to do that. You, you just add another thing to my to do list tonight. Yes. So, yeah, so, yeah. So, so thanks, so, James. So far- which is good. Yeah, so far he, he doesn't have a lot of those on this site, but you know he's done a bunch of them in the past. So and I hope you know that he recycles them and you know republishes them on Substack. Well, Tim, wow, that is great stuff, and uh, thanks for bringing this to our attention so we can appreciate his work and uh, so we can appreciate your work. Uh, why don't you let us know how how folks can uh, get your daily news? Yep, just go to footballarchaeology.com and. Um, you know, you can subscribe. You'll get an email every night at seven o'clock Eastern with the you know today's article. Um, otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter or Threads or on the Substack uh, app. All right, Timothy P. Brown, FootballArchaeology.com. We thank you once again for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. Very good. Thanks, Dan. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.